Coming to you live from Parkview Studios, the garage. This is the Brothers Catch Up, a weekly podcast where two brothers come together just to catch up. I am Sal Biazzi. With me, as always, is my brother, Frankie Biazzi. Oh my gosh. All right. So I have to start by doing something I do often now. Oh, no. Are you going to apologize? I have to apologize to everyone, especially to you, Frank. Because I feel like last week, oh, oh man, you know what happened last week? When we finished recording, you know what I thought to myself? I was like, why do we even have a podcast? I should just stop. So the doubt started creeping in. Because I used to pride myself on having opinions and being informed. And nowadays I feel like I don't know anything anymore. I'm so uninformed. And I don't have opinions on anything because like, I've given up and I don't give a shit. So like, what's the point of having a podcast for someone like well, that? Makes you feel better. I was bringing opinions today. <laughs> oh, sweet. Good. Last night. Yeah. Do you know it was last night? No. The Grammys? I didn't even know that. I am full-blown, like, old white guy. <laughs> Just, like, so angry that this is on TV. That people watch the Grammys? Do you know who Sam Smith is? Yeah. Is that song Unholy? Oh, no. So da da Okay, I know that song. That song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So he shows up yesterday to the Grammys. He's like a man-woman. Yeah. So he dresses up yet. He kind of looks like Ursula. Yeah. Special, yeah. So he shows up in this, like, all-red suit dress thing. Okay. With, like, a hat with, like, red silk thing covering his eyes. Like total Illuminati shit? Yeah. Well, there's way worse. He had this group of people around him, and they all were in these red cloaks oh, with good. long straight... So his entourage was also dressed up? Yes. Long oh. straight black hair. Is this like on the red carpet, or is this like during the performance? No, no, this is on the red carpet. The performance so is, performance. is worse. Oh, okay, cool. The performance is worse. <laughs> so this is on the red carpet. And, you know, in the moment, I was just like, whatever. I like how none of these, like, Liberace, Elton John guys ever start that way, like... Little Nas X, or now the Sam Smith, like, they so, just, oh, like, now we're Satanists. <laughs> Not we even wa- Satanists, just like flaming. I want to find flamboyant. I want to find the. I mean, I think part of it is like, well, you're famous, so you're more empowered to like, yeah, you, be be you, be who you are, which is fine. Like, th- so this is the picture of him and his like group of people. Oh dear. Lord. Now look at the pendant. Look how pale they are. Look at the pendant that's like on the one girl's like neck. Yeah. Well, like with a giant blood. Whatever. It definitely makes a statement. Whatever. So then he performed at the show as well. And his performance is like. Same thing. Like, they're all dressed in these red, like, cloaks, and he's in this, like, thing. And then eventually puts on this red top hat that has horns coming out the side. And it's like. You can tell me it's art. It's just like. It's, a, it's all for show. But what I be- choose to believe it is, and you can't convince me otherwise, and that's Blood fine. <laughs> it's a fucking, it's this, we live in a generation, a world of the Satanist, hedonistic, society, secret society, elite show, and they get off on showing it to you and you accepting it. And you laughing at it and being like, oh, it's, look it's how just, nice it is. Yeah, it's just art. Just let him be who he is. It's just who he is. Shut the, it, <laughs> it drives me nuts. And this was like all day at the Grammys yesterday. Well, Watch because I was at Mods. We were watching the, the red thing, carpet. The only thing, see now I was they, just seething. I didn't know the Grammys were yesterday. I thought I saw an old clip from the Grammys. Well, they were but I saw a video of Ben Affleck at the Grammys, like just like cut up clips of Ben Affleck's reaction in the crowd standing next to Jennifer Lopez, like she's like happy and dancing, and she looks like a wax figure 
of Jennifer Lopez. It's really weird. She doesn't even look like a human being. This from yesterday's? Yes, I guess. And Ben Affleck the whole time just looks miserable and uncomfortable and depressed. And I'm like, I think Ben Affleck hates Hollywood. Like, he feels like he's been kidnapped or trapped by the, all these people. I don't know he's an alcoholic trying to kill himself with cigarettes. He's like, And, like, I don't know. I just don't like being the, like... I don't... I think it's wrong. Like, I think... maybe And maybe I am wrong, but I think everyone else is wrong. Like, <laughs> when they just mention the name Beyonce... And then people of all age who've never really listened to her music and just like Queen B, and like oh my god she's so great and I'm like well like oh you don't like Beyonce I'm like well she's like part of the Illuminati like her and Jay Z <laughs> so like no not really and then it's like oh you're one of the like you're crazy it's like well maybe but also I mean, you're crazy yeah, I think yeah, you're crazy <laughs> like, I think you're crazy like, why do you idolize these people why do you care about them? why do you why, like Beyonce why are we watching these shows why do they exist it's crazy all the single ladies all Dude, the it drives ladies. me crazy I don't like that song so I think I'm just old white man like, I, think I like just... Kanye hey you wanna talk about Kanye I don't really like Kanye no but but I like him more <laughs> but Kanye but this is why I view it this way right if it's you like, would say Kanye to them they'd freak the fuck out Kanye is intertwined with these people. He yeah. knows everything about them. And he's the one telling you what's really going on. And I'm supposed to be like, well, Kanye's crazy. Like, Kanye's saying the shit I believed before Kanye was saying anything. I'm not talking about his Nazi stuff. I'm just maybe talking about, like, the Hollywood... Maybe you are crazy. I don't know. But see, I... Alright, so... So those are my opinions. It's interesting that you brought that up and you're like, okay, the Grammys were yesterday, you're informed. Like, I didn't even know. Think about this. I didn't know they were on. I went to mom's for dinner and she had the red carpet show on. I didn't even know that we shot down that Chinese spy balloon. I found that out at the comedy show. <laughs> they made a joke about it and I was like... Oh, and then I went to the bathroom and I was like, oh yeah, like they did. They did there's, shoot it down. There's nothing... The only thing I do know about that whole situation is that there's not a single solitary chance in hell. Gun to my head. You're going to pull the trigger unless I tell you what you believe to be true, that that's a Chinese spy balloon. Never will I concede that that was sent by China, that that is a Chinese spy balloon. That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Well, it doesn't. It just doesn't add up. Okay. Add up. I don't know the details, so I don't want to speculate on any official story. Like I said, I'm uninformed now. But all I know is the nature of our government, right? So... Let's assume they're being honest in this instance. This is actually this is a, Chinese a Chinese spy balloon. How the fuck did it last two weeks in American airspace? It's not going to happen. It's just not going to well, happen. Well, apparently, so here's the thing. So Chinese spy balloon thing happens. Trump comes out and Trump is like, I would never let that happen. <laughs> I shoot that thing down immediately. And now the reports are that like this spy balloon has been in the airspace before three separate times under Trump. Oh, my God. To which I'm either... so. To your point, it's either no way is it actually a Chinese <laughs> spy balloon, or we're we're so incompetent, like everyone. Yeah. So then here's what the the news media person who's got, watches the news and says, "Well, of course it's a spy balloon. Like, why would they be lying about it?" Number one, number two, uh, to start a war with China. Okay, well there you go. <laughs> There's a reason. I'm not even. We don't even have to go there. Number two, they'd be like, "All right, but then." If if they're lying about it, wouldn't they make up a story that isn't so, like, uh, make them look so bad or whatever? No. no. <laughs> what? What? They want to well, fight. You're, we're all dumb. What are you talking about? <laughs> Everyone eats up everything they talk about. They don't need to, it, they don't need to try in their lies at all. Yes. If it were a Chinese spy balloon, 
they wouldn't have allowed it to linger over the United States. And they never would have allowed that news story to actually leak. If it were actually it would make it, it would make us look so bad if it was <laughs> real. would never actually do that. So what is it really? Okay. Is it a false flag? Are they just trying to instigate an excuse that's to go what to war? I, that's what I that's would the, say. That's the most likely. That's Occam's Razor. It's so easy. Occam's Razor is. They just want to fight If China. you're going to spy a fucking balloon, <laughs> a big balloon that everyone By the way. Chinese spies have never been a problem before. Like, Swalwell literally fucked one. Diane Feinstein has been driven around by one for 20 the, years. The Iwan brothers... I don't know... ...occupied Congress for a decade. So, like... I, well, they're not Chinese spies, really. But they're just spies in general. I don't... Like, just talking about spies in our... Bu- I don't know who tweeted it, but someone tweeted a meme, and it was, like, the Chinese spy balloon, and it was, like, attached, like, a valentine, and it was, like, to Swalwell... <laughs> from Fang Fang. Or to Eric from Fang Fang. It was so fucking funny. There's a bunch of those. Like, yeah. Where it's like a Chinese delivery. So, like, uh, listen. So, maybe. Is it something of unknown origin and they just don't know what else to say? Like, oh, it's probably China. Is it a UFO? Look, it doesn't matter at this point. All I can tell you is I've listened. The only news I've gotten the last few weeks has been about the stupid balloon. And I've read, like, a few articles on it. And every single bullshitometer check that gets hit in these news articles is in the spy balloon news article. So, like, I don't know what it is. I'm not making claims to I'm just saying I'm apologizing to whoever is out there that listens to this podcast because there was a day where I would have strong opinions and care. But all I know is I don't care. And the only opinion I have is that they're fucking lying. So, like, what do you want? Yeah, well, that's why. <laughs> what more do you want from me? So that covers my first apology. Uh, but then I also owe you, you specifically another apology because I didn't. I don't feel I expressed to you enough how much I appreciate you. And obviously, Aww. this is a Brothers Catch a Podcast. So like, Aww. do I ever really take the time out of my day, especially during the podcast, to, to appreciate say, like, me? No. I love my brother, and he does a lot for me without groaning and moaning. It's very. Ap- I put glass on your table that, without batting an eye. I don't think I could have done that without you. So like, so I, really I was thinking it. about that. Who would have done it with you? Well, Uncle Frank. No way your wife. Your wife was going to do it. Uncle Frank suggested Papo. That was never going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but Papo's in good shape. Yeah, but I just mean like. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you kind of climbed up on that. Let's be honest. <laughs> on the truck in a way that. That was the only person who's getting that done. <laughs> But we're like carrying like a giant pane glass of very fragile material in the windstorm. I was worried it was gonna blow. <laughs> it was gonna catch wind. And just... The most surprising thing about that whole thing, well, one of the most surprising things is that you were right that it was just gonna be a piece of glass. Like I could have at least I thought they were at least gonna put the cardboard around the edges. Or so something. here's what I thought: it would just be like they make all different kinds of glass. They don't have that many boxes. They have to. I've been, you like what store do you go to where they don't at least have some sort of wrapping for their product? Uh, grocery stores, <laughs> now, get bananas. Well, they usually you don't even have a bag anymore. It's just like I just hold these bananas. <laughs> well, that's just because of like the law. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think so. like at least wrap the edges in like some sort of like bubble wrap or something. No, if you go to, like a bike store and get a bike, are they gonna wrap the bike? No, you're gonna use the bike. You're gonna put the glass on the table. Why? Do you, why unwrap it? All think right. about how hard it would be to wrap and unwrap. The glass. But I want to give myself credit because I think the most surprising thing other than that was that I had enough blankets to make the trans the transport system. Yeah, that was nice. If you were one blanket short, it was never going <laughs> to yeah, happen. 
But I was not unprepared. No, you're prepared. So. Um, but yeah, I appreciate that. Absolutely. Thanks for appreciating me. I appreciate you as well. What was your experience like from your perspective of the glass transport? First of all, by the way, what we're talking about is I had a custom cut piece of glass for the top of my new table in the kitchen. It was it was more work than I was anticipating. When you said, "Hey, come over, just help me with this thing, this piece of glass," I was like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." I don't know what I thought, but it definitely was like a process. You had to use a lot of brain power. Picking it up wasn't too bad. Like getting it from the store and then getting it into the car, I didn't think it was that bad. Getting it from the car inside wasn't it was that bad. Kind of, but like too. getting it onto the table, like the logistics, it, cleaning of- it, getting the the little feet set, and then like making sure the tape. Like when you're putting a glass thing down, table needs to be clean before you. I wish we had gloves because I I still have to lift it and get the fingerprints from when we placed it underneath. It's crazy, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I didn't I didn't expect it to be. I mean, I didn't expect it to be. Like, without any sort of hiccup, but, like... Also, it was pretty much without a hiccup. It was. I mean, it was pretty, pretty smooth. Because, I mean, the hiccup is that it breaks. Yeah. We're going to unwrap and it's just the whole thing's just in half and you're like... Yeah. But I was kind of anticipating it being, like, stressful because... <sighs> it's like if someone handed you... It's like when you're in... You ever see, like, the, the cliche in, like, a show where the kids in high school get, like, an egg to take care of for a week or... Like, Baby is like, here, this is you have to take. That was the glass. Like, don't don't break break this glass. Okay. Oh, God. I'll do my best. Um, yeah, no, I think it was fine. Um, and then I also appreciate you for your your, uh, influencer career that you're working on because pursuing it. Pretty soon we're going to be able to move to LA and forget this life. I'll never do that. But I will say. In the beginning, it was hard. Like, I was very nervous to start posting like every day, like because it's obnoxious. I was encouraging you to do it. Who wants to see your stuff every day? No one really. But strangers do for some. But reason. strangers do. My friends who are not and I friends is a very loose term. <laughs> friends on Instagram, yeah. People, people who actually know who I went to high school with, people who I've just met in life. You know, like there's very few people I interact with on Instagram. Yeah, there's maybe like five of them. Yeah. And of those five, like, those five people I would consider, like, real friends. Like, people I actually, like... So I was like, oh, every day I'm just gonna post a video of, like, me working out. And, like, who's that for? <laughs> Especially because, like, for the first, like, two months of posting, Instagram, well, there was no traction. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm just gonna keep bombarding you. And it paid off, because now it's working a little bit more. I'm getting views, we're getting followers, we're getting likes. So, it's been fun. And I'm not really doing it for really any reason other than... Just enjoy doing it. It's fun. Like, I enjoy doing it. And I also see, like... I don't know. I see influencers and I go, Why the fuck is that guy popular? Yeah. I'll be popular. Like, I mean... I can do it. Like, I'm just... I'm just gonna film myself working out. And if it happens, it happens. If not, still just working out. I'm gonna be doing it anyway. (laughs) Like, so I don't know. And it doesn't take that much of your time. Like you no, put your no, my videos, clip up. Yeah, my videos don't take a long time. So, Well, I'm proud of you. I feel a little bit responsible for the success that you're having because 
obviously I've pushed you towards being a social media influencer. And once that takes hold, you know, we can use your fitness persona to run for elected office and take over the world. I don't know if that will work, but we can try it. Think about Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's true, actually. It's a good point. First, you're a fitness influencer. Then we get in a few movies that become un- unexpected hits. And then you're governor of California. What's his most unexpected hit? I don't think people Like, was expected... Terminator supposed to be good? I no, feel like it was. No one really expected that or Predator to be very, very big. And then they Arnold became, like, the most popular actor in the world. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Are you sure it's not twins? <laughs> well, at that point, they were just like, stick him in anything. <laughs> Put him next to that short guy. <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll be funny, probably. Um, so, that's where I'm at in life. Okay. Um, so, uh, I'm curious about something. Okay. I was driving to the city mm-hmm. on Saturday. Yep. Is this the... Lyric of a Bruce Springsteen song? It sounds like it, right? I was driving to the city on a Saturday. Um, Work was hard. And I got bills to pay. <laughs> a song came on. It was a Green Day song. Okay. Jesus of Suburbia. Okay. I haven't like, even thought about that song. No Probably one has. Since the last time it was on the No one has. Yeah. This is my whole point. So I'm listening to the song like, what a great song. Like, just a nine minute. What a great song. Like, great song. Is it nine minutes long? Yeah. No. So, yeah, it's a nine minute long song, and it's like four different songs, but it's one song. Ugh. So then I went back, and I listened. I was like, you know, I'm going to listen to American Idiot on the rest Those of this drive. all of Billy Joel Armstrong. So I listened to American Idiot, and it's a fascinating album, because it is, you can like it or not like it, but what you can't deny is that album had a very influential presence on our culture for... A, that period of time. Sure. In 2004, you couldn't turn on a music station without hearing Wake Me Up When September Ends, Boulevard of Broken Dreams, Holiday, American Wake Idiot. Wake Me Up When September Ends on that album. It's all that album. Yeah. So this is what I... So I'm, I'm just listening to this music. Listening to it, and I'm like, wow, you know, like, this album really... Like, that album is great. Like, it's a legitimate, really, really good album, especially in that genre. And then I started thinking about how weird it is for them to create that album. Because, like, Green Day before then, they're just like any punk band. You know, they're just making... Wow. They were bigger. You know, like, Warning. They, no, Warning and Dookie had already established them as, like... Correct. They're they're becoming this, like, thing. And then, like... They're a band. They're, all those songs on American Idiot don't sound any different than any of their songs. Kind of. But the point is, is, like, American Idiot, I don't know when Warning came out, I would say at earliest 2001, but it's probably in the 90s. Like, so we're talking, like, a pretty big gap between that and American Idiot. So they're off the scene for a while, and then they come out with this, like, political, ang- like, angsty album that's all about, like, the war and what's going on in today's yeah, but everyone World. did that. Everyone did that. But it worked for them. And it blew them up to a level that they had not achieved before that. And then it ruined them. And that's what I was kind of thinking about. It was like, is it possible that, like, at some point, and it's going to sound like I'm dissing Green Day, which I don't really care if I am, but, like, 
they're, they were talented, but they were never talented enough to be that big. It was just like a combination of everything working all at once. And they almost, they like overstepped their boundary. Because every album since then that they tried to make was a disaster. No, awful. I mean, I think it's like any band that's very successful that has a big audience. Like, it's just hard to make, first of all, it's hard to make one really good album. So when you're a band that has put out multiple really good albums and then you've put out like an overwhelmingly successful so like, like you're just keep going up at some point you can't keep going up in you my have to realm, just crash in my and realm burn. like i i would compare it to like arcade fire or like the national like you're coming off of strings of amazing albums and then like okay so the most recent ones aren't great like my favorite band is modest mouse like Modest Mouse hasn't put out a good album in 15 years and like they probably never will again but that's but that's hard to do. So like, what are you gonna do? But like in Modest Mouse's case, right? Green like, Day is a legitimately great band. Would you say Good News is probably like the last? Or do you think I like We Were Dead? Okay, but I probably it's, most people wouldn't consider but that one of their greatest. What's albums. their What's their most popular album? Probably Good News, right? In terms of commercial probably. success, probably commercial success. It's either that or We that's Were Dead. That's probably the case a lot of the times. Like the once most you get that, your mo- most, you're done. But not always. Like. So I can only talk about the music I listen like to. Like Kanye's most popular album. It's probably College Dropout or My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, right? No, I would say I would say his best Heartbreaks might be... and 808s. Yeah, like those are his best, but I don't think any of those are like... Like his commercial, his highest commercial success almost came after that. But that but that I consider to be different. Like I think in that case, like Kanye West is like a, like a star. Eminem... Like, most of his commercial star. success came... We're talking about, like, quantifiable stars. So I think but once... Green Day is that. No, Green Day is a I mainstream think, band. But I think what happens is once you get outside of the mainstream, and we're talking, like... But he's not... Classic but Green rock, not outside the mainstream. Classic rock, Billy Joel pop Armstrong music, and Gwen rap. Stefani of pop music. No. Once you of get outside music. of pop, rock, and rap... Yeah, what are you talking Once about? you get outside of that, you are limited. You cannot be... <laughs> You're telling you're trying to argue that Green Day is outside of pop, rock, and rap. Yeah. Well, I think you're fucking retarded. They're not pop. They're not rap. <laughs> you, you and they're them. not a rock band. No, what are you talking about? They're 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 a punk rock pop. You band. would you would they're consider the music pop, pop music. punk. They're pop music. You would consider it pop punk, but like pop punk music they're is its own band. genre, and no. it has never. It has not ever been in the mainstream. They are a mainstream band. They're there absolutely four, a mainstream band. They're like four pop punk They've bands that have never made it mainstream. Listen. It's Fallout Boy, it's Blink-182, and it's fucking Green Day and Mike Kemp. That's it. I think that you're being very gatekeepery on a genre of music you tend to like. I'm not. What do you mean being gatekeepery? I would say that Weezer and Green Day are like the oh same. Oh my thing. god, Weezer's not pop punk. What are you talking about? California no. surf rock, pop punk, skate it's, skate no, trash. No, it's all the same it's, shit. No, it's not. Good Charlotte, some forty one. Oh, you know what? Good Charlotte, you could you could put in the category. Some forty one, Blink one eighty two. These are all. Like, but to like, me, they're all the same shit. But so like, sure, sure, that's so, fine. But like, but I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying like. When it comes down to it, this is mainstream music. Green Day is a mainstream band. And, like, Billy Joel Os- Osborne. But they weren't. They weren't mainstream. They were, 
before American Idiot came out. Not really. Yes, they were. They were 100%. popular, but I think no, American no, no. Idiot was like officially like mainstream. They were selling out the biggest arenas in the world way before American Idiot came out. I don't know. I just think like it's funny because you can look at it. What's like, a Green Day's biggest song ever they've ever written? I mean, it's probably Time of Your Life. Yeah. Okay. So but, what year did that come out? That was like probably like ninety two. Okay. So like, that, <laughs> like, like that's all, but that's different. That's, all, that's, that's just playing, old. But that's just because like people played at graduation. Well, like, I'm just saying like they they wrote a song like hey people are gonna play this at graduation forever. forever. Yeah. All right. So there you go. But my my the point <laughs> the re- I was thinking about it and it was interesting to me because then I thought about like My Chemical Romance yeah. which is like they're very popular band. But the same Extremely thing. Extremely popular. And the same thing happened to them. Their first album sounds terrible. It's like recorded in like a club. And it's like this grungy that's punk every music. popular band. Then they make the next album, which is like has some hits on it. And they become like popular and people are listening to them. Yes. And then they put out Black Parade. And it's. It, it becomes so much bigger than. Like, you would, no one would have predicted it. Alright, because you don't. Because here's how it works. Like, no one would have predicted American Idiot was going to be as big as it Person was. Person with talent. In order, okay. Oh my gosh, I can't believe we're this. We've been recording podcasts this long, and this is the first time we have to have this explained to you. The way it works. Also, we have eight percent of my computer left, and I refuse to chart it. We're fine. You are someone with talent. That is half of the equation. You have to have good talent. Yes. Right. Me and you, we have a lot of talent. But then there's a second half that has to happen for anyone with talent to do anything important. That you have to be motivated, ambitious, and usually endure some sort of usually suffering or tragedy that spurs you in a direction. And it creates this alternative to where you want to go. So that puts your heart and soul into your art. That's usually what creates the artist. It's not... A lot of people who have talent will never manifest that talent into what it could have ever have actually been. Which is not a bad thing. It's just the way of the world. That's fine. So then you have all your musicians who make their first really good album that showcases that art and it gets out in the world. That's your first good to great album of a band or musician. It gets heard by someone who has any sort of influence in the music world and a knowledge of that talent and they get swooped up by a record label and they're given money and time, which they've never had before, to dedicate to that talent. And now they can make something really special. So then something really special and clean comes out from this artist. And everyone's like, this is good. This is way better than the Garage album or whatever. And then that comes out. All right. So then what happens? Now, the uh, There's the studio, no more suffering. Well, we still have... There's, there's one of two directions, but usually what happens next is the studio goes, all right, if we really put a lot of energy behind this product or person, we can make a lot of money. And that usually either results in the Magnum Opus album, which is great for the artist, or an overproduced, over-controlled disappointment album. And sometimes you can get it back later down the line, but usually then that artist putters out or whatever. But when you hit the gold, the jackpot, when the album that comes out is like legitimately, this is the greatest album this artist has produced to this point. And it's because then what happens is the, the money takes over. And they become owned by the corporation. And then they're just trying to recapture that old spark. Well, that, that's and you it. never really get to... Usually bands don't get to do it. Like, The National put out High Violet, which is probably, like, the best album ever. And we're able to re... In my opinion, it's a great... It's, I love that album. It's really great album. The next album they put out 
uh, whatever the fuck it's called, Demons or whatever the hell. Also fucking solid, but that's so hard to do, where you make that transition, where you put you put out the best album, and then also put out another great album. The only types of artists that do that usually are like the 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 guys who never get signed to anything. Correct. And they put out everything, for, like John Darnielle of the Mountains. Yeah. He will shit out music constantly. Yeah. Some will be good, some will be bad, but he'll always be able to but have something great come out. All of you're describing point. is like that's what I'm saying. Like it's it's it was like eye opening to me listening to this album, going, oh, like this album ruined them. Like it made them officially as big as they were ever gonna be. But that's not that ruined because they're still huge. No, they're not. They're I agree. So, they're not I guarantee huge. you, they've toured in the last two years where they've sold out twenty thousand seat arenas. That's huge. Doubt it. They're making tens of millions of dollars every year it, like, on royalties. And it made me think of, like, My Chem, because they did the exact same thing. Like, it's just, like... When... I just feel like... No one is... When when no one is expecting that album to be... Like, and it happens every year with different artists. I'm, yeah. It's not a unique thing. But... When no one is expecting that one album to just blow up to a level that, like, no one was expecting... It changes everything after. I think people, I think you also don't... It's hard to appreciate how many people are involved in making these albums and how much it goes into making something good when it comes to art. So, like, mainstream music, in a lot of, a lot of the times, takes the art out of it, and that's how you get the formulaic pop music that's consistently popular, but also, like, not as strong as some artists' like original stuff or whatever. But, like... The to make one album that a mass of people consider to be great, it's fucking hard. Yeah, so like, not every artist that's out there can do that Correct. once. Not many can do that twice, and very, 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 very few are going to do that consistently more than twice ever. Yeah. So like, when you have the artists like that, the Bruce Springsteens of the world or the that Michael are just, Jacksons, yeah, like, they just consistently put out, out like Taylor Swift. I mean, I don't like Taylor Swift. I don't listen to her music, but like. Something to be said for I put out an album every year and some millions of people will listen to it and recite every single and even like when I hear clips of it I'm like that's not a bad song so like what well she takes more than a year she sure. takes a long time I'm just, but yeah but albums come out like yes. crazy and everyone is consistently very popular yeah. and successful and that's not easy to do no matter what kind of music you're making so I'm glad we had this discussion oh yeah see we have interesting things to say. Right, Definitely not a Chinese spy. Laptop's gonna die.
and we are going. Well, nice. No, so yeah, it took me sixty-seven battles. So I, I essentially lost so many battles that I fell all the way back down to seven, and then lock, continued to lose to the point where I was getting very discouraged. Then I rebuilt my team, got hot, and then last night really just no one could touch me. Last night it was crazy good. Just winning everything in singles, yeah. Doubles is still. You struggle with it. I'm like, I'm winning more than I was, but I'm not winning consistently enough to move up the ladder yet. So. I would just stay with singles. See, I like singles more. Yeah, singles seems more fun. It's a little bit more pure Pokemon. In doubles, I think the reason why I struggle in doubles is because you have to know so much more. Because well, yeah. It changes the dynamic a lot. The strategies that people pull out. Like, every other battle, it's like, you look at two... Every time I see two random-ass Pokemon that, like, I'm not usually... You're like, oh, no. Oh, no. Something weird is about I don't know why they paired these two things together, but I am fucked. And and usually, like, those types of battles, like, last forever. Why is this Jigglypuff next to this Togepi? Dude, when I see Umbreon's now, I have PTSD. I'm like, I can't get rid of that thing. I know I'm just going to be stuck here. (laughs) That's funny, because, like, it's all... I like that, though, because that's what it's like when you're playing the game sometimes. And, like, you're, like... Like, when you play the game, most of the time when you're going through Pokemon, they're pretty simple. But when I was younger, I remember... I think it was Pokemon Ruby. So we were talking, like, Gen 2, 3. And... I went to one of the gyms, and it's, like, the electric gym. Yeah. And at this point, I didn't understand type matchups... I just was like, no, these are my There's Pokemon, they're awesome, and they just it. destroy everyone, until you get to the electric gym, and you can't beat anything, and, and you're just, type Pokemon and you're just like, I can't do anything, and then you have PTSD every time you see, what's the, what's the Pokemon that's like the boxer, the electric boxer? Hariyama? No. The big fat guy with oh, the yeah. hands? Yeah. Yeah, Hariyama. Yeah. But now they, that okay, thing so used to give me nightmares because it was just like could not do anything about it. In Scarlet and Violet, he has a new form of Hariyama. It's called Iron Hands, and everyone he's like one of the most popular Pokemon in the format. I don't really have much trouble with him, but Hariyama he will give you he will give people nightmares. No, that's not who I'm talking about. Oh, you're talking about Mik- um, uh, what's his name? The yellow guy, Makia, Makaya, Makuya, something like that. Yeah, I don't know. It yeah. looks almost like a like a ball of dough. I know. He's got like a little thing on his M. head. It's. I think it's Micaiah. It's like electric and fighting. I think. Whatever this thing is. This thing. Yeah. What is that thing? Makahita. Makahita. So yeah, I kind of had it. Weird. The next Pokemon is... Hariyama. Hariyama. They're very similar. This is 296. Hariyama is 297. It is electric, right? I guess it's... Hariyama's not electric, but Hariyama's new form in this generation is electric fighting. I thought this was... So apparently the is not electric. It just says fighting. I could have swore it was an electric Pokemon. But whatever. Point is... The thing would just destroy me. And I'd be like, I can't beat this. Yeah, man. So, 
I'm get. I've made progress since last week. I was struggling for a while. Like it was like a solid week where I was like, I gotta quit Pokemon. I can't compete with these kids, especially when they change the season. I mean, allowed... I think you're only gonna be playing Pokemon for another two months. Uh, maybe. I think, or three months. Why are you having a kid? Three months. Oh, the baby comes. Well, I think I two when, kids. I think you're done. When I don't think you Rose can continue baby, to, to play the amount of video games that you do. It you seems talk, impossible. What are you talking about? Because all I ever get told about when I talk to anybody, except for you, I guess. Do you when see I talk how much to anybody, Bell Rose watches. That's what I'm saying. Like when I talk to people, and they like if I don't know, people think I go to the gym too much. It's the thing I like, and they're like. Well, when you have a kid, you're not going to go to the gym that much. And I was like... Well, alright, there's a difference between going to the gym... Why? Like, leaving your house, and then me being home playing my video games. You disc golfed for, like, every day while Rose was, like, a year. Rachel was home with the baby. But, I yeah, mean... Yeah, so you had no problems leaving her to go play stuff? Well, we have a very good... I mean, first of all, when you have a kid, everything... You have to rational... You can't... Ration your time. You can't give away all of the things you enjoy because you have a kid. Well, no, but that's the thing. It's unreasonable. Like, it's all about balance. So me and Rachel have a good balance. We are able to and do the things you like. Do. But but also, certain things are easy to do when you have a kid because she's home and being a baby and not doing a lot of things. Like, if I'm on the couch with her and she's playing there, I could play my handheld video game. Like, are you kidding me? It's, it's the easiest But thing those are the things she's going to remember. I play while she's in the bathtub. Like, I'm sitting next to her. But she's going to remember she's that. She's not drowning. Like, she's going to remember that, you know? She's going to be like Okay, what, 15 do, I, what do you remember like, about our dad? You weren't... Oh my god. <laughs> I can't say the things on the podcast, but it is funny, right? Like, parenting is a funny thing. I've never been a parent. I'm assuming one day I will be. Hopefully. But like... It's funny how relationships change. Like, I don't think you have the same relationship forever. No, of course not. And, like, our dad is, like, a funny thing to think about because, like, I have a great relationship with dad now. Yeah, dad's as, great. As I feel like you do, yeah. right? Like, it wasn't always that way. Well, growing up, it was tough. And it's just, it's, it's just interesting. Like, I think being a parent's got to be, like, hard. Because, like, you th- I, like, look back at it and I'm like, well, it wasn't. Like, I, like, give him so much more credit now than, like, I did in the moment because I'm like... Well, knowing the person that he actually is, yeah, and you're like he's dealing a lot of shit. <laughs> like, and I was just being—he's got just, a really short temper. So and like, I was just like, I was just, like, I was just a needy little kid just yelling. Like, yeah, I'm gonna freak out. So I don't know. It's funny, and I think that's like the type of stuff that like. So if dad had dad plays a lot of solitaire on his phone now. Imagine yeah, if he had bet. Oh, he did. He <laughs> All right, so it would have been he better was like, sleeping on the couch watching movies. I, I think it would have been better. <laughs> it's true. But we were, like, older, though. No, I mean, I guess our whole childhood, what I don't are you remember, about? I don't know, but, like, I don't remember being two years old. Yeah, well, she's not going to remember being two years old. And I'm always, I'm very present dad. I do a lot with her. Very happy. Kind dad. I don't know. I now have, like, a warped sense of, like, what it is being a parent, because I've been watching so much Modern Family. It's just, like, it's, the second I wake up, I'm like, I'm not going to leave the house for 30 minutes and put on an episode while I'm, like, getting ready in the morning. The second I get home to, like, eat lunch, I'm like, put on an episode. Like, gonna get in the shower. I'm like, I'll put on an episode while I'm in the shower. It's just, it's all I'm watching. And so now I think, like, Phil Dunphy is like, that's what I want to be as a dad. But he's, like, he's a good dad. But he's kind of a, he's very aloof. Like, well, I guess I don't want to be, like. Well, I think most dads are usually aloof. I guess there's a trait in dads. 
Why, though? All right, well, look at the animal kingdom. How does it work for, like, the lions? I don't know. If you ever watch Lion King, the dad has, like... No. Even in the Lion King. How it works is mom takes care of, like, 90% of the day-to-day care of the child. Dad goes hunting. No, but the dad is there. Like, the dad's there. That's being present. Like, if the dad's in the house around, going shopping with mom and the baby, doing things with mom and the baby, that's 100%. That's, like, more than... That's more than you can ask for for yeah. a dad. All right. But that's because when shit... When the kid needs more than just the mom to care, when it needs the Iron Fist discipline, when it needs the life lesson, when it needs the the little bit of a break from the routine, the fun... That's when the good dad, you take that next step. Because, like, 90% of the time... Why can't the mom have the iron fist? Okay, because... Our mom had an iron fist. There has to be a distinction. Yeah, but I think what works best for parenting is when there's a real distinction between, like... Nurturing mother. And then, like, you don't want to get dad pissed off. Like, sure, mom's going to get annoyed a lot. That's kind of... Okay, so, like, I want to be fun dad. I want to be fun dad. I think I'm fun dad. Who's, like... But last if you night, push Fun Dad, oh yeah, last night was not even Fun Dad. Fun Dad is Psycho Dad. Don't you don't want to bring out Psycho Dad? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fun Dad is like he's gonna if he gets off the handle. What happened last gonna, night? No, she's just she's getting to the age now where she understands more and she's like pushing her boundaries. And she she's, like t- trying to take advantage. She's of She's like stuff. really starting to get into this like when she doesn't get what she wants, like just screaming, like yeah. shrieking, screaming, like in your face. No, yeah, so cut yesterday, that out. You can't let now, that. If I were 50 years ago, back in. And, like, my instinct as a person who grew up in a household where if I did that... Start taking off your belt. <laughs> my instinct is just to go, what? That would end it. I know it would end it. I know my daughter. But you can't do that. But I love her, and I don't want her to actually hit my yes. daughter. So like, but I, I've i gotten really good so far. It's funny because there's a part of me in the back of my head every time I have to do it where it's like, if she calls my bluff, like, I'm fucked. Yeah. But she hasn't yet. But like I've gotten really good at the stern look, elevated voice, and stare down. Like you, like she won't make eye contact with me, and she's, and she's like, like, she's scared. Yeah, it's like, oh, dad's fucking not. Playing. I don't. They're she not doesn't. Playing anymore. She's like, dad is no longer dad. <laughs> dad is now. That is now scary. I, how do I get him to stop doing this? Yeah. So I, I guess I'll stop crying. Yeah, I'll stop being a fucking bat, brat. So. But those are the things that I think are important. I mean, I, what do I know? We'll see how Rose turns out. <laughs> those are how I. That's how I kind of view it. But I mean, it, you see that in a lot of different animal like relationships, where like the dad is like not the most. So the di- he's the disciplinar, the disciplinarian. But it's not to say that mom's not, because mom's also the disciplinarian too. But it's more to say that like he's the the head of the. The buck stops with that. And I also think like, it's it just is, like, okay, dad's now going to have to end the, snuff this out. And I do think it's almost natural in a way. Because I think every family has that. Like, when something happens, you know exactly in that moment, instantly. Like, you don't even think about it. Like, is this a dad call? Is or this a mom, mom call? Yeah, exactly. And, like, you know, you got to call dad. Yeah. Mom can't know about this. Or better call mom. <laughs> So I do think it's just, like, this natural thing that'll work itself out. And there's certain things that, like, I know. Like, if Rose is sick, for example, she has a fever, runny nose, default to mom. But, like, if Rose were to take a fall and 
someone needs to like rush to her side as quick as possible, I think that I kind of can get there or be or like reaction like I don't know. I think there's like a especially with Rachel being pregnant too, like when it comes to reaction time trying to catch her from falling. Take her a little bit. <laughs> Dad's got to be the a- athlete in the house trying to stop the, the child. Too. But I do think it does change, though, when there's a second one. I think You're so, doubling but... the work. Yeah, but you overestimate... The work is easier for the You did the it baby. the first time, too, where you overestimate how much work the smaller babies are. Like, they just the sleep. first three months... They do nothing. It's not that there's no work, but, like, the work isn't, like, hands-on work. It's just, like... Monitoring. It's like, are you alive? Good. Okay. Fed. Is there poop in your pants? Okay, we're good for we're good for another hour. So Rose right now is she's getting older. Yep. What like? What's been like the the hardest couple months span? Right now it's been pretty tough. She's been really stressful the last few weeks. She's just learning how to be a like she's being a person now. Definitely got a personality and like a an attitude, so and like a like a real personality, like not just like like I know her moods and what gets her off and can really like agitate her, yeah, like so and like she's a fucking boss, man. She does not take shit. She she is all of my worst qualities have manifested in her mm-hmm. as like a karmic like and you're like oh joke. no <laughs> they see it all she like you cannot tell this child what to do like give her any request or order like the for any reason the most simple or the most justified reason no she, she instantly doesn't want to do it nope <laughs> actually, no, not gonna do actually that. Yeah, go fuck yourself she says <laughs> okay. that she pretty much says that to me and baby. Dad, what do you want fuck you <laughs> exactly <laughs> So I'm like, well, and part of me is like, I got to be a little proud. Part of me is like, I like that she doesn't let anyone tell her what to do ever at all. But also, but also, God fucking damn, listen to Jesus. me. This is awful. <laughs> so, but that's, I mean, I mean, luckily she's not like people can take her and have no issue with her. Oh yeah, she's very pleasant. Like it'd be one thing if you have like the type of kid that it's like. N- she reminds me a lot of people, you sometimes. People don't want to watch her because, like, oh, that's going to be a nightmare. She reminds me a lot of you sometimes because she, like, overestimates her abilities. Yeah. And, like, is always willing to just... She's, like, is super adventurous and, like, why can't I just climb over this couch and see what's on the other side if I fall? Like, it'll be fine. What's going to happen? <laughs> so like, you could fucking hurt yourself. Nah, kids don't get hurt. <laughs> she really like, they might get hurt. But, like, not hurt. Like, uh... Worst case, like a broken bone. Even that is like, whatever. You go to the hospital, you get a cast put on. I want her to be able to subscribe to the broken, the no broken bones. Dude, if she, but that's why you got to let her do the stuff she's doing. Because if you don't, whenever I see parents like tell their kids to not climb on stuff, like when like they're out like at a playground, like oh don't climb on that. Your kid, you're you're raising a A pussy. pussy. (laughs) Like let your kid climb and fall. That's how they become athletes and, like, can just, like... Because they become aware of their body and how to use their body. <laughs> That's why I think... Take her to, like, the woods and just bring her in the woods for, like, a couple days. Just let her live out there. <laughs> just see how she does. Um, dude, this weekend, I was in the city. And I hate the city. I dislike New York. How's it doing? How's it seem? I had a great time. I was, like... 
every time I've been going, I've been having a good time. So I'm like, maybe I'm starting. Maybe I'm like starting to like loosen. I'm like, we went to this place called the Color Factory. But it's not like, and I was like, it seems fine. No, it's great. Like New York. You know what though? We've been taking the Path train in a lot, Mm -hmm. and the Path typically that lets you off at the World Trade Center is like one of the stops. Where does it? Where do you walk from there? So once you're in the World Trade Center, you're you're like all the way lower Manhattan. Mm So like you're just hanging out in that area. You can go to like Tribeca. We, when we went in on Saturday, we got off at Christopher Street, which is like the first stop. And when you're there, you're basically in Greenwich Village. Where's Stephen Ross's railroad building? Probably? Oh, the High Line. That's by like Javits Center, and that's. I don't know where that is. I kind of think that's like. I think that's a little bit like more like mid, but I think it's on the lower side but when you're hanging around like the lower part of manhattan it's so much better i don't know why like people ever go to like times square that place is awful (laughs) what a nightmare like because that's what i think people think about when they think of the city it's like what i think about i'm like oh i'm gonna get stabbed by a guy in an elbow costume but just walking around like greenwich village just like just good restaurants nice and like the people don't seem that like no one has colored hair Everyone looks that pretty, kind of liberal. Everyone looks pretty normal. Like, Wall Street liberal. Yeah, there's like, yeah, it's a different kind of liberal. Like, I don't mind those liberals. Until you start talking to them about yeah. shit. <laughs> um, but so we went to a comedy show. and Speaking of yes. comedy shows, before you finish this idea. Yes. You know our one of my favorite comedians, Jimmy Dore. Mm-hmm. On the 19th, he's hosting a anti-Ukraine war protest on, at the Lincoln Memorial. Want to go? I want to go. When is it? The 19th. Of February? Yeah. Will we get to storm the Capitol at some I don't, point? I think it's going to be just like a lot of, like, kind of Jimmy Dore type people. people. Like, people who, like... Russell Brand said he wants to go. So people that. just hate Democrats. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I think I want to go to that. Like, it sounds fun. Okay, we can think about it. Um, yeah, so we went to a comedy show. And we sat front row. Which I was very nervous about. Like, because it's not, it's not like... A club. It's not like you're going to see a specific comedian. You're going to... It is a club. Like, you're going to a tiny little room, and you're just going to see a bunch of comics. Don't know really who any of them are. And I'm going to sit front row. Did not like that. Like, I know... You don't want to be heckled by some I, random I did, I've had this take for a little bit now. I think stand-up... The new generation of stand-up comics, they're relying way too heavily on crowd work. Because everything I see on, like, social media is, like, crowd work bits. Crowd work is good. You should be able to do it. It can't be all of your stuff, unless you're Big J. Otherwise, you should have some material. But we're sitting in the front row. I was nervous. I was like, I don't want anyone. Like, I don't want to be part of your show. I don't want... The second comedian that comes up... Liberal guy. Skinny. V-neck. Boots. Oh, my God. And he, like, looks at me. And he's like, oh, I didn't know... I had tickets to the gun show. Now I had a sweatshirt on. I was like, all right. It's like, that I can That's handle. That's how you get me involved. And then he like goes, no, seriously, you could kill me. He's like, if you decided to hit me, I think I would just die. He goes, you were massive. And then he went, you're giving off very big bouncer energy. And I was like, I just intimidated this comic. Just by sitting there. And then he went on to make Trump jokes. And I didn't really. I was like, ha, ha, it's whatever. I think they're kind of just hacky at this point. And he was okay. He wasn't my favorite of the night. But I was like, well, pretty good. I was like, if that's how a comedy show is going to work for me, I'll start going all the yeah, time. I'll sit right in the front. I'll wear my tank tops. Because he, the first guy did it too, where like he like looked around and he just like, he went, gonna be honest, 
pretty normal looking room tonight. A lot of times I get to pick on people right away. You all look pretty normal. That's all I want. Look normal. Thank God. I'm normal and buff. So. That was nice. Which is, leads me into, my Instagram is just. Blowing up. Dude, it just keeps going. (laughs) Just getting followers. Keep going, Views. I, I believe in you. I always have, so. I mean, I think at this point. You have to say you're a fitness influencer. Maybe not, but like, at some point. I'm getting close. I don't know the number. Now, do you, do you notice any, like, are they men following you for fitness tips, or are they women following for thirst traps? I think it's a mix, but I think it's more guys, which is good. That's the market I want. Well, I think any any realm of the internet usually tends to skew ma- male. Actually, it does seem like I'm getting, like, a lot of, like, possible gay guys. <laughs> They're possible to fall into the thirst trap. Which may... That's not exactly... You know what? As I look at this... That's not exactly... I have to shut it down. <laughs> hey, that's okay. Any audience is an audience. I guess so. They should listen to our podcast. But... Why would these homosexual men like my videos? Do you want to keep going? Because nah, I got some I stuff if you want to keep going. Nah, let's let's call it here. All right.